All right, man. Welcome to the introduction for episode 121 for Crow 777 Radio. Jason Lingren is with me, and we have special guest Matt Landman, who is about the hardest working man in activism I have ever met in my life. Uh, this episode is going to be about the fifth generation of data delivery that is coming to a street corner near you sometime soon, we are told. State of Arizona apparently already rolling it out full steam. We hear so many things about 5G networks, and there's all this mythos that has built up around it, so we figured we'd go to someone who does basically full-time research and activism around these types of things to ask the questions that need asking so that we're better informed. What is a millimeter wave? What is an active denial system? What is the range of the antennas for the fifth generation network? All these kinds of things. During the course of this conversation, I don't think there's much that we don't cover that would inform pretty thoroughly the average person uh, what to expect with the coming of 5G. And this is all researched. We're not into conspiracy here. If we do a show, we've researched it. And that means that there is documentation or other sources published that we have used to get where we're going. In this case, Matt Landman brings a lot of it. In short, what we're bringing, people can look up here. There are videos that we will reference and other things. And Matt Landman, for the full show over at Crow 777 Radio, will be in the commenting section to answer questions and probably have a number of things to post. Anyhow, this is quite an episode. We live in some... I don't even know how to put it in the first hour anymore. Some very surprising times, some fantastic times, and the speed at which change is coming is blurring my vision. It is coming so quickly. Anyhow, let's jump into episode 121 with Jason Lindgren and Matt Landman. Cheers. All right, man. Welcome to Crow 777 Radio. This is episode 121, and I have Jason Lindgren with me, and I have Matt Landman, who we'll be bringing in in a minute. Uh, welcome, Jason. Good morning, Crow. So how's it, man? Do we have anything for the uh, the intro here? I think the only thing that's been going on this week is you did another interview with our friend Dave. Right. So Just Finish It Records has been wanting to record the Sunday after we do an episode to do what he's calling a breakdown for dummies or something that on the episodes we've done. In other words, he's picking out the things of interest from a given episode um, and covering them, asking questions that he thinks are helpful to be covered. Other than that, I don't think I really have anything. So maybe we can maximize our time here, Jason? Absolutely. Let's get with Matt. Hey, Matt. Welcome. Thanks so much for having me on again, you all. Hey, it's always great to have you on. Uh, you're maybe the hardest working activist, certainly the hardest working activist I know of. Uh, you recently moved again, didn't you, just to be an activist? Oh, yeah. I'm all over the map. I moved down to Arizona to host the third annual Global Chemtrail Summit or Conference to Stop Geoengineering. And, and now I've relocated again to Northern California. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, we've got a set amount of time here. I think we should jump right in. Um, Jason, do you want to kick things? Well, actually, um, I think I know a good place to start. Um, we were talking before we got on here. Let's jump straight in to frequency and start to outline so people have a good idea of the things we're going to be covering in this episode, which is basically 5G networks and then all the ancillary kind of octopus tentacles that go out in every direction from that concept. Amazing. I love it. So the impetus of coming on the show is especially to highlight this new film I'm working on called Altered. It talks about humanity and frequency and the direction that we're going. And I think the first place to begin is to explain what is frequency. Nobody really comprehends it nowadays, especially as Tesla has been removed from the, the books. You know, as we grow up, we don't even learn anything about frequency. And as 
we come into this new day and age with smart meters, smart cities, smart cars, smartphones, and eventually AI and 5G, I think it's something we really need to learn about. It's an invisible technology, but it's right here. We use it. All of us use it. It's all around us. I think this is an important thing to cover. As many people know, I was a radio operator in the Marine Corps, and RF is a heck of a thing. In my home, there is no RF spinning through the air other than what I can't block. Everything is hardwired, and it is getting increasingly uh, more difficult to go out to a store to get like a router or something that you can still hardwire where there's not Wi-Fi attached to it. But um, let's go ahead and jump in, because the point you're making here is a very critical one. From my point of view, there is no RF or radio frequency that is good for the human body. When I was in the Marine Corps, there were certain levels of RF where you were told flat out never be around this antenna, never get in front of it. But the fact is, as you just pointed out, we are surrounded nonstop 24-7 by RF signals. So break it down, Matt. So when I first started digging into this, and I'm on now my fifth interview for my film, so I'm getting educated, you know, I'm meeting these experts in it. Heinrich Hertz, he discovered or coined the term hertz and what hertz are are a measurement of frequency the higher the frequency the shorter the wavelength and what hertz are is how many wavelengths how many cycles are going by per second so for instance when we listen to binaural beats and we're listening to these headphones and one side of the headphones is 15 hertz and the other side is 10 hertz and the differential makes our brain 5 hertz which puts our brain in a certain theta brainwave state 5 hertz is 5 cycles going by per second and so as we start to learn about that and we learn about joseph goebbels from the nazi regime and how he retuned the music to make it more weaponized and and not harmonious for the human body we are so easily susceptible by just 8 hertz so the old, the old frequency of music was tuned to 432A. Now it's tuned to 440A. The 432A was more resonant with us. We can go to Rife. Rife discovered that different frequencies, all of these invisible, which is so incredible to us because we can't see them. But if you tune a frequency to a certain level, you can shatter a wine glass. Rife learned with his technology, with his Rife machines, that he could shatter different viruses and cancer cells and different things. Everything has a resonant frequency, and if you tune into it, you can attack it and destroy it. Or you can, for instance, with the human body, tune into the Schumann's resonance of nature, which is around 7.4 hertz, okay? And that's called grounding. So once you start to realize that the brain and the heart and all of your organs in your body, they all emit a resonant frequency. And actually, your brain has a frequency which is easily manipulated but so does your heart, and your heart's energetic field, your, your heart's electromagnetic field is vastly greater in size than your brain's electromagnetic field. But all of these fields coming off of all of your organs, and you have a resonant frequency. Your body does, just like the Earth, and you can tune into this. All right, we even got uh, Marsuro Emoto, may he rest in peace. He was studying how frequency would affect water, and different words spoken to water would change the resonant frequency of that water to a specific state. So if you say Mother Teresa to water and you freeze it, it always has the same crystalline structure. It's quite fascinating. 
Let me jump in there. There's apparently a memory that they're starting to understand with water, but I wanted to interject here quickly. We were talking offline, and I want to put this out so people listening can kind of get a better sense of the idea of frequency. Um, as many know, most of the way through the 90s, I was a roadie, or what's called a stagehand. And many times, they would hook up these big, high-amp power supplies for any given concert. And I'm not even kidding here. We used to stand there with a 2x4, and we were told if the guy hooking up these high-amp powers gets electrocuted and stuck to the power source, you hit him off with this 2x4. We were doing an outdoor show with a really old roadie who had apparently been with the Grateful Dead, according to him. He was a, he was an old guy, and they were arguing over whether it was 60 cycles or not. Well, this is the part I wanted to make elucidate on. At some point, probably during my lifetime, they quit saying the word cycles and started saying the word hertz after the man you mentioned. I would point out words have meaning, hint, hint. But uh, at, any, at any rate, this guy comes up, licks his thumb, grounds himself, hits a high amp power source, looks up at everyone and says, yep, it's 60 cycles. But I want people to understand that because apparently not too, too long ago, we didn't really use hertz as much as we do now. Anyhow, sorry for interrupting. No, it's it's especially fascinating. And it seems like just a generation ago, people knew a lot more about Hertz than they do now, which is kind of reverse of what it should be because we all use frequency. Imagine something. Imagine stepping into a society where everyone uses it through our phones, our smart meters, our Wi-Fi, all these different means of frequency, this invisible technology, all of which none of us know anything about Okay, And with that ignorance, and when we don't know anything about it, then we become susceptible to being manipulated via the negative aspects of it. Okay, you can take this information, and you can find the ley lines on Earth, and you can discover all these different things about Nikola Tesla, Marcelo Emoto, and Rife, and learn about EKGs, and studying your brain and your heart, and put your brain into a theta state, and meditate, and all that. And that's amazing. But then on the flip side, you have to realize how suggestible and malleable your frequency is to manipulation, okay? You've got smart meters on the other side of your bedroom wall. They're emitting a frequency so strong that it can be 30 miles away, all right? So as we get deeper into this technology, it's important for us to understand what exactly it is, especially as we step into a world of 5G. Now, Matt, let me voice a conjecture here. Do you think the bad guys, the powers that be, name it as you will, are doing a good job of steering us away from how reality really works, even though the technology in general is getting higher as time goes on? The real fundamentals are being obscured. For instance, the world, the universe, is more electromagnetic-based than the way mainstream paints the picture. Would you say that's that's true? Just things like the 440 versus 432, or the fact that you can project emotion to water and the crystalline structure will reveal the identity of what you imprinted there. Things like that. Well, for sure. I mean, as I, I mean, I'm a sponge, right? And I'm a work in progress. And like, I've got this website, actualactivists.com, and I have to come up with a daily blog on there because I'm trying to get more traction and get some more truth out there. And one of the daily truths I did the other day on my blog is the I love you, I hate you rice experiment. And this experiment has been repeated over and over because people try to debunk it and they try to figure out, is this really true? And the, the words that you speak 
have a frequency to them. All of every word that we say, and I love you and I hate you, have frequency. And so this experiment, it took rice and it's um, it's cooked rice, and then people would say to it every morning. I love you or I hate you. And they even write on it, I love you or I hate you on the jar. The I hate you rice turns black, it gets moldy. The I love you rice does not. This experiment is repeatable. It's repeatable over and over and over. And so to think that these things aren't as impactful as they really are is a detriment to us. So take, for example, example the patented manipulation of our monitors. Our monitors on our screens, on our devices, on our computers, and even our televisions, they pulse at a frame rate, they pulse at a rate that manipulates the frequency of our brains to put us in a certain brainwave state to make us basically um, easily mind-controlled, okay? They didn't have to make the screens flash at that certain rate, okay? So the powers that be are definitely preventing us from knowing all of the information. But then again, at the same time, it's all hidden in plain sight. You know, if you dig deep enough, you're going to find all this information out about Tesla and Emoto and all these things. But you have to look and you have to be curious. Well, you made a few good points there. I'm trying to take notes as we go through. Um, you know, language is a key, key thing here. What you just said is actually provably true. As you pointed out, anyone can do these experiments. Emoto did it with water. There's other versions, as you mentioned, with cooked rice. <clears throat> I don't. I accept it wholeheartedly. I've done it myself uh, with freezing water and doing different experiments, but... Think about all the people, say, like a given news cycle, how the news is always so negative. Think about how that affects a massive mindset. But to get back to the initial point you were making, if we were to make the assumption that before all technology, uh, the natural world, human beings included, had some kind of a resonant frequency, I mean, it's pretty safe to assume that by the time all these art meters and Wi-Fi and hotspots and all these things came online, it's pretty safe to assume that we're actually changing that now, right? Changing the frequency of humanity, that, yes. Yes, all. that well, the natural, not just humanity, I would, I would estimate that these signals are nearly everywhere at this point in, uh, in the developed world anyhow, so I, I would estimate that it's changing the vibration in nature as well. Well, for sure, and there is a claim that the Schumann's resonance is shifting. Okay, it's always been at about a 7.4 hertz. And again, it's really important for us to comprehend what hertz are, because as we get deeper into this show, we're going to learn about terahertz. The 5G frequency rollout is encroaching on a terahertz frequency wavelength, which is one trillion cycles per second. Okay, we operate in a range that is nowhere near that, but with a, with the certain size of the frequency, which the 5G is one millimeter in size, which we'll get to that, it ends up being in the same range where we operate. So everything that we stand for, our resonant systems. So let me just put it this way. You walk into a room and everybody in there has been fighting, right? But you don't know that right? You walk into the room, you can feel that energy. That's how susceptible we are. And that's how much people's energy gets put out. I'll drop this one um, tidbit really quick. I watched this documentary on Netflix called I Am. And in this film, they study the heart and the frequency put off by the heart. And your heart puts off a frequency depending on the mood that you're in that is measurable. And it actually has a specific signature. And they, the claim was that the heart could actually 
predict into the future a couple minutes as to what it was going to be shown. They were showing the heart different images. Um, and then and then the heart was actually emitting the frequency ahead of time. But either way, your heart emits a field so big that it interrupts other people's fields and has them tuning to the frequency that your heart is putting off. So if your heart alone can adjust other people's frequencies, imagine what everybody's mass consciousness together, right? Like when you take into consideration, you remember right before 9-11 and Princess Diane and all these other events that all of a sudden the random number generator stopped working. It's because the mass consciousness on Earth, everybody's energetic fields, they could intuitively predict that something was about to happen on Earth. And they were everybody's frequency was, a, was putting off something so much that it was disrupting the electronics on Earth. That's how powerful we all are together. And our collective mm. consensus reality if it can be controlled through mass media and what have you, we can be coerced into emitting a resonant frequency that is what they want opposed to what is harmonized and best for us, for the world as we know it and our evolution as mankind. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm, I don't usually do this because I'm not big on the influence of Hollywood, but I'm going to recommend a movie simply because it illustrates um, in a non-kind of standard Hollywood way uh, exactly what you're talking about. There was a movie that was released in 2014 called Frequencies, and the whole premise of the movie is that they had divided society by the resonant fre frequency of a given individual. Uh, Low-frequency people had terrible luck, were never successful, and were not allowed to mix with the people of a higher frequency. It is an interesting dynamic breakdown of exactly what you're talking about. Have you ever seen this this picture, Matt? No, it sounds great, though. It sounds a little bit like predictive programming, but at the same time, I'd, I'd love to dig into that sort of stuff and see what kind of tidbits they're disclosing. You know, Matt, what effect do you think this constant broadcasting of all these different frequencies, we have smart everything, we have Wi-Fi everywhere, all this stuff, what do you think the cumulative effect right now is of all this? And do you think they're going to try and unify all this towards a more singular purpose as time goes on? So to answer your question, Jason, yes, I believe they're going to try to unify a frequency to maintain us all on one level that they want to maintain humanity on. But yeah, all the electromagnetic smog that we're faced with, if you sit in front of the computer all day, you get into a brainwave state. Your entire being is in a frequency state. And if you don't get out and get grounded and go walk on the beach or get out into nature or just take a break and get leveled and resonate mm -hmm. with that 7.4 hertz that the earth is putting off, you are in a state of confusion, right? You're not in that theta balanced brainwave state. And once this 5G is operable globally, all right, and you've got an ionosphere or an atmosphere that is chock full of nanoparticulate metals, yes, there's a geoengineering chemtrails connection to this all, of course, there is, there always is. Once that's going on and you've got the frequency bouncing off the ground and bouncing off the atmosphere and we're all in a certain frequency field, which is this 5G frequency fence technology that we're all going to talk about, there will be no grounding. There will be no level-headed thinking. And with the nanobots and the nanotech and the metals inside of our bodies and all that stuff, they'll be able to dictate the frequency and the evolution of mankind. 
And do you think that they could put sort of an under frequency if they want to sway public opinion or mood or something like that, that they could broadcast something underneath this all that would, of course, affect the minds of everyone that's being influenced by it? You mean like the movie They Live? Well, I think that was a documentary, so I think they're actually doing that already. But if we're talking about in the future 10, yes, I do believe that is a game plan definitely on the horizon. Well, here, here's an interesting thing. I actually live with a control to all this. Uh, my wife has never embraced technology and will not carry a cell phone. And the reason is, is because whenever she uses a cell phone, she says she can feel the adverse effects. She won't, if I use my cell phone, which isn't very often, I just occasionally have it if we go somewhere. Uh, if I have to call someone, she's not going to be right next to me. And not only that, uh, when the internet was young and I was getting my degree in internet technology, she used to use computers and every time she got done, she felt like she was hung over from like uh, bad drugs or something. Um, so there's, And she is part American Indian, I would also add, if that has any bearing, the genetic factor there. Interesting. I do believe that different genetic subsets have uh, varied electromagnetic hypersensitivity uh, levels. And I do believe that the phones and the Wi-Fi and all of these invisible frequencies, the, the cell towers, the smartphones, the smart meters, all of it do impact us at varied levels. And people are different. Some people are more sensitive than others. Personally, I developed electromagnetic or a variation of electromagnetic hypersensitivity by living right next to a smart meter. It was on the other side of the wall from my bedroom. And after a month of it, I thought I was under some sort of attack. I could hear it. I could feel it. And I ended up getting an electrical pulse going out through my hand while I was on my, smart me my smartphone. And I got rid of the smartphone. Now I have a flip phone. And I have two microwave-emitting radiation devices, and I've done all these different experiments on my Wi-Fi, on the towers in the town that I just moved into, on the smart meters. And I've even learned about different mitigation, health and mitigation techniques, such as silver cloth and copper cloth. And you can do these different things to, to protect yourself from these fields, but I just I just try to avoid it if I can. You know, it's funny. There's even uh, relatively recent movies where they're making fun of this very idea. If you look up uh, many medical studies, whether cell phones uh, cause cancer or they're adverse to your health, you always get the same thing. One side says, oh, hell yes, they are. And the other side says there's no evidence of that. Uh, remember back to the Men in Black movie uh, where Will Smith says, hey, man, get that cell phone the hell off your head. <laughs> it's going to cause cancer. So it's even being memed in, uh, in very popular movies. And I've noticed that as well, that the internet and our information source is changing drastically. Things that you would look up on one year ago, now you look up the exact same search terms and the flip side is being pushed to you. Every single different industry in society has bought scientists and pushed their own research I found something recently saying that Coca-Cola is more hydrating than water because of all these research experiments funded by Coca-Cola. The, the, our means of information has been flipped on its head so much that we have to learn discernment from within. We have to ask our guts, have to ask our hearts, and actually see what actually resonates with us, right? Truth is a resonant frequency as well. All these frequencies are real. 
the, so. there's no no doubt and it certainly feels you know it was a year ago in fall when censorship hit us so hard uh, for a while there and right now we can kind of see it queuing back up there was the whole Alex Jones nonsense but what I am noticing is now they're tying election manipulation and conspiracy theory together and they're pushing it out in mainstream avenues which is a bit ironic because if you chose any given topic, like to get off topic for just a half a second here, UFOs, most people would call that conspiracy theory. Yet think of the volume of books that have been written on it. So when the censorship comes to town, I mean, there's nowhere to draw a line. But anyhow, I want to pull us back over to frequency. Did you explain frequency out before we tracked off as well as you wanted to? I could always elaborate. What is the most important aspect of it to understand is that these invisible wavelengths, okay, these invisible waves, the more that go by per second, the higher the frequency, okay? And these wavelengths, the shorter the waves, the more that can go by in a second, all right? So traditionally, when we have these bunny ears on our television and we're picking up these signals being broadcast from 100 miles away from a tower on top of a mountainside, okay, these frequencies are being sent off and they're the size of a football field. They come through our houses. They come through our bodies. They don't affect us because of the size and because of the how many waves are going by per second. But you can't get that many going by per second if it's the size of a football field, you know? Think about it. You've got this wave the size of a football field. You can only get it so many hertz, all right? But that's what's being picked up by these different signals. And even our old 3G and 4G cell phones, those are picking up these giant frequencies, okay? Now, as we get into this newer technology, and we're going to talk about 5G and Wi-Fi and smart meters and these new cell towers and small cells and all these frequencies that are being pulsed around the planet now and this new technology as we're coming into, the wavelengths are getting increasingly shorter. 5G is now one millimeter in size. It's actually identical to the TSA body scanner technology. When you go into that TSA body scanner, you're being scanned with a one millimeter size wave, okay, to see if you have any weapons or bombs on you, they claim, and what have you. That exact same frequency technology is what 5G is, but because it's one millimeter in size, it can't go very far. So they have to have these repeater stations. Every couple hundred feet, they're going to be putting a fake cell tower out front of your house to create this network of this technology. And what it is, is it's such a small frequency in size that it actually impacts your body, all right? It, it'll, it'll cause non-ionizing radiation to your body where your cells are impacted and your cells are actually split. It'll cause differentiations in your heart. I've had heart murmurs from being near a smart meter, and it'll affect your brain and all that. But the most important place to be and the most important place to understand is that these larger frequencies, they don't impact us at all because they're not within our resonant field, in our frequency field. Yeah, you know, as, as a radio operator in the Marine Corps, exactly what you're saying, where there were ultra-low frequencies, as an example, that would claim things like submarines, if there is such things out there in the world in the way we think they are, had very low-frequency communications, and they would actually put a wire out behind the supposed ship for miles because the frequency is so long, like you're describing them as football fields. When we get into the millimeter wave, the thing that was really astounding to me is as I began to research into it, I found that um, 
there's all kinds of weapons that are within this range. Um, ADS is one. Uh, have you have you looked at this at all, Matt? Well, that's where I first started learning about this 5G. So I moved down to Arizona from Canada, and I moved down there because there was this official experiment to normalize and launch geoengineering as a solution to global warming and climate change. So I said, I have to be down there. I have to have a, a conference. And I ended up having a conference and a concert that night and a protest the next day to bring awareness to this experiment to normalize and launch geoengineering. Little did I know, Arizona is the first state to launch 5G statewide. So I moved down to Sedona, Arizona, and then immediately there's this uproar of how come we're putting up 25 new cell towers when now we only have one in this small community. So immediately I started digging and, and trying to comprehend this because it's all really new to me. I mean, frequency, we never learned about this in school. I learned about all sorts of nonsense that I'll never use, but frequency, being a being of frequency and being exposed to frequency all the time, you think that we would have had maybe one day of learning who Nikola Tesla was. But the active denial system, ADS, it was created by the military. This is military-grade technology. And if you see these new cell towers that they claim are cell towers that are popping up everywhere, this, these towers, they put that exact-looking tower with the panels on top of a Hummer, on top of a Hummer in the Middle East. And they create this frequency fence. It's called an active denial system where they pulse a certain frequency that creates a field around the Hummer where this tower is. And what it does is the it's about that one millimeter wave size frequency, just the same as the 5G, but they tweak it enough so that it doesn't heat. What 5G does is it heats just below your skin so you can't feel it. Okay, this technology heats your skin. Your skin burns as you go into this invisible frequency fence zone. So they create these zones where you cannot enter or your skin will burn. Now, if you've learned about risk mitigation to, and, you've, and you can um, figure out how to create a bodysuit made of silver cloth or copper, I'm sure there's some sort of way to protect yourself. But but I, I don't plan on experimenting and going into the skin-burning um, <clears throat> active denial system anytime soon. But yeah, it's, it's military-grade technology. And it was military-grade technology way before they came and, and said, we're going to use this as a carrier wave to bring you smart cars. But that, that's how it originated. And so once I started digging into that and learning about that, I realized that it was something I really had to tackle. So I went and I spoke at the city hall at... Um, in Sedona, Arizona, trying to bring some attention to the mayor. And what I said to the mayor was, I said, listen, we need risk mitigation techniques. We need to create a panel that talks about how this is going to impact pregnant women, how this is going to impact people with electromagnetic hypersensitivity, right? What they heard was, from me, is what they heard was, is we can't have the towers. I didn't say we can't have the towers. I said, we need to figure out some risk mitigation techniques for these towers that are going up. They got really defensive and said, oh, no, our hands are tied. It's a federal mandate. Trump is mandating that we roll out these towers. And I said, no, excuse me. What I said was, and then they yelled, you can't speak anymore. Your time to testify is over. So they don't even want to hear it. They don't want to hear it at all. But I do believe what we need to do, because we're not going to be able to prevent the towers. 
hours, okay? You know, if you live in a community where you can petition and figure out a way to get the towers not to come, then hats off to you. Let's do that. But in the state of Arizona, they're rolling it out. In Phoenix and in Tucson, for instance, the towers and the repeater stations on the street lamps and in the neighborhoods and fake palm trees and what have you, it's, the infrastructure is there. They're rolling it out. So we're left to trying to figure out how to protect ourselves. And the most impacted, I'll tell you what, the most impacted are going to be the next generation, the children that are born into this environment. Because when you're in your mom's stomach as a fetus and you're one millimeter in size and you're developing, imagine being bombarded by a one millimeter wave that is going by at half a trillion times per second. You're going to be impacted or you're probably going to be killed before you're even born. But either way, it's really important. And, and that's that's my story. Well, a couple a couple things here, Matt, just so people listening, um, you can go on YouTube and actually look up videos about the active denial system, also called ADS. Um, ADS is also an acronym for other things, so you really need to write active denial system. And in a couple of the versions I viewed on YouTube, it almost looks like there's this little blurry steam like veil when they pulse someone with it and they only do it for a second. They do it to reporters, one of the good ones I saw, but if you look carefully, it's pretty scary stuff. But the other thing is, and to be clear, we're talking about the same thing. 5G is millimeter waves. The ADS uh, active denial system is based on millimeter waves. But when you go to look at the official documents that outline how this is gonna work, how many antennas you need, over and over again, you see that millimeter waves don't travel very far from source. So that means you need to have basically an antenna on every street corner if you're in a city. They will not go through buildings. And then they point out that trees will absorb the millimeter wave. That's what they use as the example. Of course, they, we have something in common there, water and cells, which is what the tree is using or tree has that's absorbing the waves. But anyone can go and look at these things and begin to educate themselves a little bit. Yeah, and I encourage people to learn as much as they can about it so that they can provide the truth to future generations because that's that's what we have. We have the truth, and we can be empowered and inspired with that truth, okay? And yeah, you're exactly right. The technology is literally illogical, and and it's dumb. It's, it's, it's a dumb technology, okay? You have to have a cell tower every 100 feet what sense does that make? The technology that we have right now is perfectly fine. I can get on my computer or on someone's smartphone. I can download a YouTube video in a matter of seconds. I mean, why do we need to push this so fast, so far, without realizing or analyzing the human health impacts, right? I remember the last show that we did, I hopped on and I sent you a link to the, the um, FCC chairman who was saying that they don't care about the human health impacts. And they said, do not stand in the way of technological development, that there's too much money here. Another thing for people to understand is these new 5G phones, right now phones receive a signal, okay? And yeah, it's bad for you to have that up to your head. I recommend putting your phone on airplane mode at night, at least. At least put your phone on airplane mode at night. Also, get rid of your Bluetooth. If you've got a Bluetooth up next to your brain, that's ridiculous because your phone is emitting a microwave signal that's going to that bluetooth that's going right into your head okay like get rid of that technology please if you've got a fitbit 
come at, let's let's start to think about this. Fitbits were recalled. You know, they're they're messing with people's hearts and they're creating heart murmurs. And we don't even know the long term impacts of this technology. Your phone right now it receives a signal. The five G is part of this Internet of Things. All right, it won't just be your phone. It'll be your dishwasher, your toaster, your smart TV and your smartphone. But what it will be is these phones and these other Internet of Things technology devices, they will be emitting the signal as well. They will be small cell towers in it of themselves. So this network won't just be the fake palm tree sitting out front of your house. It'll also be the phone in your pocket. It'll be receiving and transmitting. So you'll have a small cell phone in your pocket up next to your head. All right. So having this technology and having the fact that we have to have uh, a small cell tower every hundred feet everywhere and there's talk that you can't have this technology in the rain and you can't have it around trees. Believe me, you, they're going to find a way around it. It's complete saturation of the technology. It's having a small cell, even a micro sized small cell everywhere. So let's just back up for a minute. I wanted to reiterate your brain operates in hertz, okay? And your brain operates in hertz from around half of a hertz, from 0.5 hertz to 20 hertz. And within that half of a hertz to 20 hertz range, there's four subcategories. Beta, theta, there's these different things. And in there is your relaxation, meditation, sleep, brainwave state. And also in that range is your, your brainwave state for, for being upset and aggressive. So there's 20 hertz, only 20 hertz, and in that range are all these different things. So imagine something that is blasting at near a trillion hertz, and once it starts to mess with your resonant field and your frequency of your brain, you can easily be plopped into another frequency field where your brain is now no longer in a mood space where you're being productive, but you don't know, you can't see it or feel it. You just know that you're feeling aggressive and that you're not being able to think straight or anything like that. It's almost like an induced idiocracy, but here, here's, I want to get your point of view on this, Matt. Uh, as I was looking at the frequency ranges, one of the big claims uh, by the people who want 5G and they want it quickly was that there's no frequency bands left. And as I dug into this, I learned a lot, and I found a lot missing, and I started to logically work out. It wasn't too long ago uh, that all television went digital, and that was all coming to us mostly over the air, the things that weren't cable. They're, you know, for, for my younger years, all television came over the air, and I was thinking that must have been a massive bandwidth or frequency ranges they could have used, but in almost all the literature I looked up recently, it claims the only frequency ranges they have left to work with for all this are in fact where millimeter rain, uh, waves are located. What's your point of view on all that? Okay, so they claim that the one millimeter wave is this sweet spot for a carrier wave to carry all, to carry all of this information, all right? And they claim that all of the different uh, spectrums have been tapped out and that they have to now use the one millimeter wave or they'll be left with no range of spectrum to, 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 to hop onto. That's idiotic, all right? There's, there's plenty of invisible frequency f ranges that don't interfere with where we, as resonant light beings, a human, we're human beings of, of frequency. We operate in a very small 
frequency range. That's why I was trying to talk about this 0.5 to 20 hertz brainwave frequency. There's so many different frequency ranges where we don't operate. The fact that they're targeting a something that will that will specifically interact in the same frequency space where we live without doing any research, okay? They could easily do human health studies and, and impact studies. There's actually lots of studies that have come out out of Russia. The, this technology in the 80s was introduced to Russia and Ukraine, and it was rejected because of its impacts on human health. The same one millimeter 5G technology. So it's already been addressed, all right? And then as you start to dig, you find information out there. There's plenty of information out there. There's plenty of research studies, but not done by the FCC. But for instance, the National Institute of Health, they've done research studies on exposure to electromagnetic fields and suicide among electric utility workers because these electric utility workers that are working near these towers their brains are being impacted so much by these invisible EMF fields that their brains are no longer producing enough serotonin and melatonin, and there's an abnormal statistical anomaly in all of these workers where they're committing suicide. So what happens if, is you have a circadian rhythm, right? You go to bed at night, and it's dark, and then you wake up in the morning, and it's late, and your body gets in this rhythm where certain chemicals in your brain are produced while you're sleeping in the dark and certain chemicals are produced in the morning and all this. We're in this rhythm. Everything is a cycle. Bigger cycles, smaller cycles, everything is frequency. But when you start to interrupt the frequencies and you blast these frequencies that your brain perceives as light, okay? So the 5G spectrum is, so light waves are going by, it depends on the color of the light, but they're going by at around 500 trillion cycles per second, all right? And once we start to push this technology to around a trillion cycles per second, our brains are recognizing these invisible waves as light. So these utility workers, their brains think that they're always around super bright sunlight, even when they're working in the dark, even when they're sleeping and there's a smart meter next to their bed, and their brains just stop making the serotonin because they think it's always daylight, you know? So... To the fact that they're using this technology that's in this very short, small spectrum where we operate, it, it, in my opinion, and I hate to be like this, it's, a, it's more a weapon than it is a technological advancement. You know, you said something interesting there. I'm going to hand it to you in a second here, Jason, um, that Russia had turned it down. Is that what you said, Matt? Because I want to add, and actually I want to put a question out to people listening to this. I had read during the course of this that microwaves were outlawed in Russia since something like the 1970s. I don't know if I've got that exactly right, but the claim being made is that even kitchen microwaves, which are so popular in the United States, was claimed in some of this research that I did that they had been out of favor or even outlawed said something like the 70s in Russia. So if anyone knows, certainly used to live in Russia or lives there now, I would like to hear about it. But Matt, you did state that Russia has turned down this technology? Exactly. The exact technology of this one millimeter wave, carrier wave technology, it was researched and um, dug into by multiple, by, all, by, by the country of the USSR, and scientists found that at a cellular level, that this size wave was causing um, cells to split up, 
cells would mutate and divide because the frequency is so small that at a cellular level it was called causing cellular bifurcation. Okay, and I was I was corrected by a scientist. I thought that the frequency was hitting the cells and literally splitting them in half. What it's doing is it's hitting the cells and causing them to mutate, and then they split in half, and then they mutate and create cancer. So I mean, it's basically almost the same, but it's not. They're not splitting them in half, but they're interacting with the cells at a cellular level to make them mutate and split in half. But yeah, it was discovered 40 years ago. It was discovered 40 years ago, and so they went fiber optics and went a, a complete different direction. But here we are in the United States, and we're now pushing this technology without the stuff. I mean, they do this all the time, right? They come out with the technology and say it's amazing for us. And then all of a sudden, you know, here we are 44 years after glyphosate was introduced, and some, somebody was, was awarded $290 million because Roundup, Monsanto's Roundup is now carcinogenic. But that's a whole other topic. You know, they introduced it to us, and then... Here we are 20 years down the line, and no one can have children because they're so impacted by this one millimeter wave technology. And then they push this transhumanism agenda. The headlines read, live forever to save humanity, you know? But if you were back here in 2018 and you had a little forethought and you're, and you're resonating with this frequency of truth and you can kind of see where the picture is going, you can see it through the, the murk, through the muck. You can see what's going on. It's a hijacking of the future of humanity to push a transhumanism agenda. You know, I want to jump in there and I'm going to hand it right over to Jason so I don't expect you to respond to this, Matt, but in the, in the last episodes, uh, Jason and I were prompted to look up birth rates and it's a really ironic thing. If you look at almost any given television show right now, uh, it will tell you that we're going to get another 2 billion people in the world here soon, that we've got to up food production, they're going to have to start farming the seas more and all this. And Jason and I found the exact opposite uh, in the birth rates of a lot of white people and a lot of Asian people and only found growth rates in certain Catholic sects and like Mexico and certain uh, parts of Islam uh, have a growth rate. Certain uh, black races have a growth rate. But what we found in our research was the exact opposite, that there are going to be large, if it's correct, it's hard to know what's true these day and age, uh, large gene pools that are diminishing to a point where they may not be recoverable. So it's so difficult to, to, to get information from both sides and use common sense to get back to the center. But anyhow, Jason, I want to I wanna hand over to you here. I've been kind of bogarting this joint, my friend. Well, there's two points that Matt made earlier that really stuck with me during this conversation. And one was the millimeter wave machines that are for our <clears throat> security and safety at airports. And two, the fact that they're rolling this out heavily in Sedona. Now, as far as the scanner machines at the airports, there's always been a lot of talk about how dangerous are these. And I'd like to know if Matt has any more info on that. And the Sedona part, isn't Sedona this wonderfully beautiful place, small town that's supposed to be of a very spiritual nature? People go there to relax. So what a horrible thing that they're putting this massive broadcasting technology in this tiny little town that people go to to get away from it all? People go to Sedona for spiritual elevation and to tune in to the Schumann's resonance uh, frequency of Earth, right? To hijack the frequency of that community is, is basically, I mean, it's criminal. And it's the very beginning of the hijacking of the frequency of, of the entire country. I've noticed that 
So when they rolled out smart meters in New Mexico, New Mexico was the only state that was able to take it to the court and the courts denied smart meters for the entire state because the people fought it and they brought to the attention that the claims by the power companies that this technology was green and that this technology was safe was completely fabricated. All right. So wait a minute, Matt, is that the only state that has outlawed smart meters? In the United States, yes. Wow. Sorry. Yeah, no. And that's going to be in my in my film. I'm going to talk about smart meters, smartphones, smart cities, all this stuff, because it is the evolution of frequency as we know it. Also, just to kind of back up, if you're really curious about how suggestible and malleable our brains are through frequency, take a look at hypnosis. Take a look at hypnosis and how easily suggestible the human mind can be. And then imagine if technology was put to a point where it was everywhere where a new frequency was being introduced. You could hypnotize a mass population and they wouldn't even know it. So to back up to Sedona, I think it's definitely, I mean, firstly, we have the human right to a say in environmental decision making. We also have a human right. These are established human rights in the Rio Declaration uh, decades ago. We also have the human right to a um, safe and healthy living environment. Rolling out these cell towers without even taking into consideration what it's going to do to infants or people with the electromagnetic hypersensitivity, it's criminal. It, it, we need the research before we introduce the technology. Otherwise, we're going to be in a situation. I mean, once they put up the towers, what do you think? They're just going to take them down? No, this is trillions of dollars of infrastructure. So we need to learn how to protect ourselves. That's going to be the only thing that we can really do. One other thing that I want to note is these frequencies, these EMF fields, they actually make mold and fungus and candida grow. And they even impact the, the insects and the birds and the, the, the plants. It's not just us that's going to be impacted. So you're going to see this colony collapse disorder with the bees, like aggressively. Uh, I mean, we're going to lose the bees. We're going to lose the bees. We're going to see an uptick in, in this fungal issues and candida. But most importantly, we're going to have to figure out a way to protect our brains and our hearts from this by, I think I'm going to introduce a clothing line and we're just gonna we're just gonna become uh, <laughs> badass warriors of of this invisible field where if we're protecting ourselves, we'll live longer and we'll be able to have kids. But the people that are not in the know, I hate to say, they're gonna be severely impacted. <laughs> Faraday Faraday cage clothing, huh? Exactly. Um, yeah, uh, I, I want to add a couple things here. You know, one of the craziest things uh, as I was doing the research here is just the sheer amount of infrastructure. So. Think about this. You're in a city situation, you know, so you're looking at about 100 feet or whatever they claim, not very far, broadcast distance. So on every street corner, from every angle, there has to be a... And then on top of that, if you go inside a store, uh, these waves don't go through the walls like some older waves that we have used, like television and other things. Um, so that means inside the store to, remain the, to, to maintain the Wi-Fi signal, uh, there have to be more antennas. So basically, the infrastructure alone is a nightmare, and they're talking about every inch of the United States being covered. And it's a bit baffling to even figure out how that might be. But I wanted to ask you this uh, important question because we're getting close to the top of the first hour, Matt. What is the view of the European nations? Do they have a different view than the United States on the implementation of 5G? 
Great question. Well, um, as we know, or some of us know, um, the country of France, it actually, they did a lot of research and they learned that Wi-Fi and this this non-ionizing radiation, microwave radiation being emitted from these cell towers and even from Wi-Fi is harmful to children. So France enacted all these laws a few years back that you can't have Wi-Fi in schools, in preschools, and they're totally doing away with that. Meanwhile, meanwhile, we're putting 5G towers on top of schools, on top of daycares, okay? Oh I've witnessed gosh. it with my own eyes. Spain... They just did a mile, miles long um, hold, holding hands chain of people to protest 5G, and the country of Spain is not letting 5G come into it. So they're much more tuned in and aware than we are, and we can follow suit, hopefully, while we learn and grow. Man, sometimes it feels like the good old United States of America is the world's petri dish. Um, Jason, we're getting close to the top of the hour here. Is there anything you want to add in before we begin to wrap up? Well, I don't think we really got to it. Matt, just how bad are those airport scanners? Oh, wow. Well, the TSA employees are reporting cancer pockets. This is a, a study you can find that the people that work around them are getting cancer. I mean, the, the microwave radiation doesn't just hit you when you're inside. Those waves bounce around and they hit the people that are standing next to the devices. You're being blasted with one millimeter technology that was created by the military to scan your body for bombs, okay? I get a pat down every single time, and when I go up to them and they say, oh, sir, do you have a smartphone? Because it's just like a smartphone. You know what I say? I say, well, firstly, I don't want to go inside my smartphone, and secondly, no, I've got a flip phone, and thank you. Please just give me the pat down and let me be on my way. All right. Well, I got to jump in here, guys. We're very close to the top of the first hour. So this is going to bring hour one of episode 121 to a close. But I will mention, as we get over into the free speech zone, which is Crow777radio.com, we are going to cover many things. And it's hard to know how many things we just covered uh, that are going to draw the ire of those who do not accept that human beings have a right to free thought and free expression. Anyhow, at the posting of this episode, there will be 121 free hours of content at crow777radio.com. You do not need a login. If you'd like to support free speech for the price of a cup of coffee, you can join for a month. Anyhow, there it is. And this is one conversation. The second hour is going to hold so much, uh, and I can't even really delineate a lot of it here, or I probably shouldn't if I want this episode to remain up where people can hear it. There it is, man. Join us all over at crow777radio.com for hour two. Cheers. <laughs>